0: It's time to find out the stories behind the stories. Welcome to Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective. Get ready for some amazing guests, along with Nick's own expertise and insight behind some of today's top news in sports. The where, why, and how. Now, here's your host, Nick Ferguson.
1: Another great Thursday is upon us, unless you are somewhere in the south. Uh, It's a little different for you. Uh, Let me give you a little bit of the forecast in Atlanta right now. uh, 38 degrees with a chance of snow, and the snow is melting. Uh, uh, The nation, or or the sports world, has been set abuzz this week. You have Social Olympics going down right now, and the biggest conversational topic, it's been about uh, uh, Michael Sam. uh, Later on in the program, we have former... Mississippi State and Cleveland Brown, Alvin, Alvin McKinley joining the program. And you don't want to miss what uh, former Packers standout wide receiver Antonio Friedman has to say, talking concussions, talking about marijuana in the NFL. And chiming in on Michael, Sam, and also at the bottom of the hour, Craig Brockie, financial investment uh, author and wellness author will talk to us about uh, how one can heal the body. And he has some interesting, uh, I guess, new ways to help deal with a concussion. So I guess, NFL, if, you, if you're if you out there listening, you may want to tune in for that. You are listening to Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective here on Voice America Sports. And joining me right now, uh, because my regular co-host is out, he's a little ill, uh, is Dave Prater, a good member of the Laugh Fact. I'm going to have him on the program with me to help me break down some of today's topics and we're going to jump into later on in the show. We're going to talk about, get his take on what would be his NBA Mount Rushmore. And we're going to talk about Derek Jeter and the captain calling it quits in 2014. So, uh, Dad, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining me. And uh, tell me, you know, I, I just talked about the fact of Michael Sam being a hot button topic. I don't think it should be that big of uh, big of a deal. Uh, tell me, what what is your take when you first heard that he came out uh, as the first let's call it openly gay man in the NFL? I like to say alternative lifestyle. What was you What was your take, and what did you think when you heard the announcement?
2: Well, first off, uh, thanks for having me this uh, this gorgeous day here in um, Atlanta with the snow and ice finally melting. But um, on the Michael Sam situation, uh, the first thing I thought of was. Uh, well, good for him. You know, finally, you know, you have an athlete coming out and basically stating how they, you know, who they truly are. And in this particular, you know, at this particular time, uh, we have to be a little bit more accepting to the people that we, we deal with on, on, on a day-to-day basis. And for him to do that was, you know, was, was pretty, pretty courageous on his part. And um, to be honest with you, I, I was kind of surprised, but then again, you know, with with everyone having their own alternative lifestyle or whatever lifestyle that may be, I mean we live it every day, we see it every day, and it was only a matter of time before someone was going to actually take it to the next level in the NFL. Well, actually coming from college, but letting it be known, you know, in the NFL, and um, it's going to be something to deal with. And I'm I'm hoping to guy uh, Michael Sam much success. Uh, uh, with this, and I'm hoping that the NFL will uh, be just as accepting uh, with this situation as well.
1: Well, when, when I look at it as a player that's played both in NFL Europe, I played in Canada, and ten years in NFL, uh, you know, I've had a chance to talk to several players, former and current, and we hear from two later on in the program that get their take on it. But but I, and my whole thing is when you look at the players collectively, you look at the reporters. We don't know which one of those guys at that point lived alternative lifestyle. You could have played with the guy who lived alternative lifestyle. You just didn't know because he didn't voice it to everyone. I mean, we've seen it in basketball, uh, baseball, NASCAR, and some other sports where guys have come out to say, okay, well, you know, I'm going to now embrace the side of me that I've held deep, dark inside. and I didn't want to let anyone know for whatever reasons. Uh, we saw, we've seen other players come out and uh, say that, hey, and make their uh, announcement, a proclamation, but never have we seen a guy to do it at the start, the beginning of his career, and to do it in the NFL, arguably uh, the the best professional uh, league around, bigger than NFL, bigger than NBA, bigger than Major League uh, Baseball. The only thing probably bigger than that is uh, the FIBA World Cup. So I think that's the thing that's taking people by storm. Is it a, a big deal? We're uh, in 2014. It shouldn't be that much of a big deal because you got to think, you know, you probably played with a guy. You, you, just, you just didn't know. So uh, I, I don't put too much stock in it. And my whole thing is it, when you look at the fact that Sam came out and told, you know, Gary Pinko and his Mizzou Tigers in 2013 season, and we're talking about kids that are probably 16 to 21 years of age. If they can handle it and not let it leak out, you're trying to tell me that uh, NFL locker room full of mature guys who get paid to do this for a living, they're not mature enough to handle this situation?
2: And that's the whole thing about it. And You're talking about them being adults and being able to handle the situation. And you would think that the NFL guys would be more willing and accepting to handle this situation considering – all the different backgrounds and everything that you deal with at a college level. And not only at that particular level, you're talking about the ages of 18 to 21, possibly 22. And if they're able to deal with it in a mature situation, and you will hope and pray that it translates over to the NFL. And, and, and not only that, to whichever team that decides to draft this young man, Hopefully they'll go a little further and just go to the Missouri staff and talk to the coaches and to players, and talk to them to see how they dealt with the situation to, to better prepare, prepare themselves for the same thing. And, and like you said, hopefully you would you would think that the leaders inside the NFL locker room will put a rest to it before it even happens.
1: Well, we we have a, a former NFL player on the line, former. Uh, Mesa University defensive coordinator Cleveland Brown and Mississippi State standout Alvin McKinley on the line and we'll, let's see what, we, what what Alvin thinks about this situation Alvin th- thank you for joining the program Hey how's it going Nick thanks for having me Thank you man uh, listen you know of course you know Twitter world social media has been set ablaze by this whole situation with Michael Sam. I don't think it's, it's a big deal in 2014. I was just telling uh, my, my guest host, Dave Prater, the fact of, you know, if the guys at Mizzou found a way to deal with it in that, in that kind of 16-21 age bracket, should it be easier for the guys at the NFL to deal with it? What do you think? I think it should be because you're dealing with a more mature crowd. Right. But at the
2: end of the day, you still have people that have their different views about it. But it should be a different – it shouldn't be that big of a deal when it comes to NFL because, like we said before once we talked, that who knows that we ourselves didn't play with somebody that was of that caliber. Exactly. So I don't see it being that big of a deal. So, not, so... Not, 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 to, not to cut you off, but also, wouldn't you rather much know up front what you're dealing with and so that you can handle the situation a little bit better, you know, as far as like, and I hate to say this, but you bring up the Jonathan, Jonathan Martin and uh, Richie and Cognito situation with the bullion. This is the perfect time to address those situations now, instead of letting over and you have another situation like that in the locker room. You're right. That, that, that's correct, too, because, you know, if, if, if something is put on the table, that, that means everyone is already understanding the situation. So that way there's no secrets, and then, hey, this guy can go on and do his job because that's, that's all he wants to do is just do his job. He's just basically letting you know who he is as a person.
1: Now, now Alvin, some, I had a chance to talk to uh, several players, uh, current and former players, and just you know regular fans of football, and it just seemed like the, the younger individuals that I've spoken to seem to have more of a problem with it than maybe the veteran guys. I mean, wh- why do you think that's the case?
2: Well, because the younger guys are, are not as mature. Like I just said a few minutes ago, they're not as mature as the older guys, so they're not understanding it. And, and in, in their eyes, they see it as wrong. But right. if, someone, if someone has the courage to come out and say that, I think people should get behind them and support them.
1: Well, what, what do you think? Now, let's just say, you know, he, he's drafted by a team. And mm-hmm. for some reason, that team released him. Do you think there's going to be some kind of backlash uh, for for that team releasing him, knowing as though he came out prior to the draft and, and just kind of acknowledge, you know, he's an openly uh gay man?
2: Uh, now, that's tough, depending on what he was released for. But if he's released because of that, I don't see that that uh, is right because they knew uphand, up front, what was going on. But... I feel that, you know, once one team takes a chance at somebody like that, I mean, it opens the doors for everybody else. And if he's a great player, no one will really see that. They'll just embrace him and love him as a teammate. Hey, Alvin, a uh, quick question for you. Um, as a captain in a locker room, how do you address a situation with guys that you may think that may have an issue with it before he becomes, you know, before he get out of hand. Yeah, you know, say, you know, you're the leader of the locker room, mm-hmm. and you, like I said, you know someone who has an issue with it. Do you, you kind mm-hmm. of pull them aside and have this conversation with them and let them know about the professional work environment and how to get past those, or how do you address situations where you do have those individuals that are just not going to change because of possibly their religious beliefs or anything in that manner? Well... You know, it, it, it definitely don't need to be a weekly report, you know, trying to get somebody right. to agree with, with, with what this guy came out and said. But what you have to focus on is the team. And and like I said a, a few minutes ago, if this guy has been bold enough to come out and tell you who he really is and there's people that still got problems with it, I feel like regardless of the situation, there's going to always be somebody that not that's not going to like it. And those people are going to believe what they want to believe, you know, so I don't feel that you as a captain, that if I was a captain, I would have to try to convince these guys to get on board and say, yeah, 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 let's, let's get behind them, you know, because these are grown men we're talking about. So they're going to believe what they want to believe, you know. Correct. So it's, it's one of those deals to where, you know, you address it one time, everybody laid out on the table their thoughts and their dislikes, their likes about it, and then you're done with it and you move on.
1: If you just joined the program right now, we're talking to former Mississippi State University standout and Cleveland Brown, Alvin McKinley, as we discuss uh, Michael Sam's recent announcement uh, to the NFL. Now, I I think the biggest question is, what team out there, if, if you could forecast, what team out there would you feel would be the best fit for a guy like Michael Sam? Um.
2: You know, honestly, that's that's a tough question because different teams have different needs. And if a team is willing to look at his talent versus his personal life, I think that the guy will have no problem. You know, but it it all depends. It just takes one team to say, hey, you know what? We understand the situation. We know who he is. We welcome him. Now, I don't know what team that would be, because you know, so many people are so they're, they're treading real light with this situation right now, and no one wants to say their own thing. No one wants to come off as being, you know, that guy or that organization. So I think they're going to try to let it all play out, and I think this kid's going to do good in the NFL.
1: Well, there you have that's Alvin McKinley, former Cleveland Brown standout, Mississippi State standout, weighing in on Michael Sam' recent. Uh, announcement alvin thank you for joining the program appreciate it man good stuff oh thanks a lot man no problem all right hey, have a good day Alvin. Uh, what right. we have no if i'm not believe from from the atl i believe we have magruder holding on the line magruder chime in what do you have to say i guess uh we don't have magruder we'll wait to see if we get him back on the line but uh, great stuff from from Alvin, given his his take as a former NFL player. I think it's definitely going to take uh, the NFL uh, a little adjusting to this being as though this is the first time they've had a guy to openly come out and announce uh, his his kind of way of life. Uh, I think both the NFL and NFLPA would definitely need to get together to implement some new policies on you know how to deal with this situation uh, moving forward because it is kind of a a game changer and it's going to change the landscape of how we deal with players. And it's going to open us, the NFL up potentially to deal with other things. You talk about uh, uh, Riley Cooper and his racial slurs last year as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. And and they never saw that coming. So, so this now going to put the, the NFL on guard and say, well, we need to put things in place to make sure that, you know, we govern ourselves. And we have all these things that happen outside of, uh, you know, in the regular public that we don't think that affects us that we have to deal with on a normal basis. But what but, but we have, we have two minutes before the break, Dave, what do you have to say? Well, I know it's a different
2: situation as far as, you know, being in the NFL locker room and and the, the machoism and stuff like that. But, you know, you look at different, up- look at other sports and we talk about college women's college basketball, whether it's tennis, track and all these other sports, and you see and know that they're living an alternative lifestyle, and you would think and hope that it's easily accepted in the NFL regardless of the problems that anyone may have with it. It's a work environment, and they should be able to deal with it accordingly. And hopefully they look at these other sports and see that, hey, the sport is still thriving, they're still having success, and let
1: it be what it is. Well, we'll we'll see. I mean, we'll we'll talk to uh, uh, former Packers wide receiver Antonio Freeman um, later to see what he thinks and if he agrees with what Alvin McKinley is saying or does he agree with some of the younger players thinking it's going to be somewhat of a major distraction and take away from what the team is trying to do overall as far as get to the playoffs and win. An NFL championship so we'll see what he has to say also uh, stay tuned you don't want to miss what uh, financial investment author and wellness author Craig Brockie has to say about some of those nagging and chronic pains that you are dealing with and the fact that you don't need to take some of those over the counter medicines to combat those things you're listening to Voice America Sports Nick Ferguson secondary perspective we'll be Brett right after this break
3: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Wanna play the ponies? Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field.
0: Listening to Secondary Perspective with Nick Ferguson. To get in the lineup for today's show, please call 1 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to nickfergshow at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Nick Ferguson, Secondary Perspective here on Voice America Sports. As always, we always try to bring you some of the top guests around the country. From all walks of life, joining us here on the program, former Philadelphia Eagles, Green Bay Packer, Antonio Freeman is on the line with us. Antonio, thank you for joining us. Hey, man, it's a pleasure being on. I hope things are well with you. How you been, buddy? I am well. And, uh, you know, once again, man, it it is a pleasure and honor to have you on, uh, a Super Bowl winner uh, yourself. And, you know, we were just talking to Alvin McKinley and we were talking about this whole Big Michael with Sam situation. Uh, real quickly, I mean, you know, give us your personal thoughts. I mean, you play in the league a long time in different locker rooms. H- how are the guys in the locker rooms that you have played with have embraced a situation like this?
2: Well, um, in my eyes, it, it has to be a strong locker room. Um, and, and when I think of strong locker rooms, I think about organizations such as the Patriots, such as the Steelers, such as the Green Bay Packers, um, and it's definitely going to have to be a team or slash organization that has strong leaders. Because if you can put a guy like Michael Sam uh, behind one of or your, or your leader in the locker room, and he co-signs for him, and he makes it okay for him in that locker room, and that guy has a lot of respect, then it's it, it, it's more likely that everyone in the locker room will buy into the idea and will accept uh sam uh for whatever personal preferences he has but i think the first key is to put him in a locker room with with strong leadership uh you have to put him around the right people mature people sometimes as young rookies or young players you're really not mentally that mature enough uh to accept it but if you see the leader in your locker room embracing it uh i think that makes the situation a lot easier to deal with
1: so so if he came in a locker room and you saw him as a rookie. And what would be the first thing that you, you would say? Well, how would you welcome him into, welcome him into the fold? You know,
2: that, 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 that's, that's, that's the weird thing. You know, I, I'm not in that locker room. Um, if I'm in that locker room, uh, I, I just want playmakers around me. Um, right. I really don't get into sexuality, personalities. And to be quite frankly honest, had he not come out, had he not told his teammates in Missouri last summer, had he not came out and had a big press conference here today, a lot of us wouldn't even know. Guys exactly. wouldn't know, so there wouldn't be uh, in, 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 an attack on our uh You have to really give him a lot of credit for standing up for what he believes in. Uh, I know his dad wasn't very supportive of it, and I can understand his dad's perspective. Um, but on the other hand, it's a grown man. He's going to make his own decisions. He made it uh, wear to everybody. And, hey, at the end of the day, after a rocky first maybe two weeks, it's time to play football and make some plays, and I think that's all that's going to matter to those guys in the locker room.
1: Joining the Voice of America Sports, Nick's secondary perspective, former standout for Philadelphia Eagles and the Green Bay Packers, Super Bowl winning wide receiver at that, Antonio Freeman joins the program. Now, Antonio, I know another big issue in the NFL is, uh concussions. And how does the NFL go about, treating concussions while a guy's playing, the kind of medical care that the guys are given, you know, after. Uh, Have you yourself, as a player in your years playing, experienced concussions of any sort?
2: Yeah, I've had uh, probably five concussions, at least a handful, uh, throughout my time in the NFL. Um, And I I don't know what what all the other former players, or current players experienced, but I had the privilege to play with, two organizations that I felt as though they're training staff Uh, at the Philadelphia Eagles and their training staff for nine years in Green Bay as a Green Bay Packer. uh, I was assured and and, 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 and I always felt that uh, it was Antonio Freeman first and then football second. I can remember Pepper Barrett from the Green Bay Packers uh, spending many evenings on the phone with my mom uh, just to let her know my situation, my well-being, and, and what the next steps of precaution would be, uh, moving forward. So, uh, I was blessed with an organization that, 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 that really yeah. sought, yeah. uh, players first, and then we have to win the football game. So, uh, you know, it's a big issue, but if you look at the statistics, it's a big issue with knee injuries also. Uh, right. but, 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 but once you make something, Uh, open to the public to comment on, that becomes the focus of everyone watching the game. Now when you watch a football game, people are talking more about concussions. They're not talking about uh, the injury to to, to, uh, Navarro Bowman in the NFC Championship game where he recovered a fumble, had someone fall on his leg, and visually you saw his leg snap in a way that it should not have been snapped. So it's just that the focus, On concussions. I mean, there's a lot of guys that can't walk, that have hip replacements, that have knee ligament replacements uh, that affect them in their post career, and not as much as the concussion issue. So it's just about, you know, awareness within the society. And right now, society is looking at concussions, and they're not really looking at the large numbers of injuries that happen outside of concussions.
1: But we're not going to just kind of, uh, you know, undermine the fact that concussions are. The issue and long term, you know, facts with them, and also that there has been some some recent studies and lab mice that uh, m- marijuana might actually help with. I mean, concussions. Now, now, what is your take on it? I mean, do you think that would be a move that the NFL needs to make using medicinal marijuana with the players and how to regulate that?
2: I don't know if the NFL should 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 open that book. Um, I, I'm really not on that committee to make that decision. But and when I look at it, we live in an open society. I mean, we're talking about marijuana in football. We're talking about uh, uh, homosexuality or, or gays uh, in, in, in that matter, in the NFL. So it's an open forum. And, and, and it, 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 if you talk to enough players, I'm sure they'll agree with the marijuana rule um, to, to throw it out. I mean, to me as a person, I never looked at marijuana as a player-enhancing drug, and when I look at the game of baseball, it's all about the guys who cheated, the guys who who, who fooled the system. It's right. not marijuana issues, you know. To me, football is the only profession that really has the amount of of marijuana conversation that it does. I mean, basketball did uh, maybe five or seven years ago; it, it was a big talk in the NBA. Uh, but now, football is 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 the sport that's really taking a hit for, for, for the marijuana. And, uh, hey, if you open it up to football, now you open it up to basketball. It's a revolving door. It's just going to trickle down to every professional sport that we play. Um, and I think as an adult, most of us as adults can handle medical marijuana. But I think when you start making it open to the world, you talk, talk about the kids who listen and watch these shows and listen right. to radio shows. Now they're thinking at 14, 15, 16, that medical marijuana is okay. So for me, the long-term effect is how, did, how does it affect our younger generation who look to be professional athletes, and how does it affect uh, their game plan now? or How does it change their game plan into how they become professional players? And uh, to, uh, Mr. Friedman, I need to ask you this question. Uh, now we're on a conversation about marijuana. Do you, ha- do you think it has anything to do with being so openly discussed because of the state's are now taking the approach that they're going to legalize it in those particular states, and with it being legalized in Seattle and Colorado, well, Washington and Colorado, how do you keep those players away from it when it's legalized in the state, although it might not be legalized in the workplace? How do you even regulate that? And I mean, do you think that has something to do with it being an open discussion and being legalized in the NFL? Oh, yeah, that definitely has a great deal to do with it. The two Super Bowl teams, much talked about for two weeks. Uh, those two states, yes, do have uh, marijuana as legal, as being legal in their states. And, and uh, you know, it, it's just one of those things. If those two states have it, states are going to cry. I mean, why not my state? My, why not my state? Living in right. the state of Florida now. It's on the ballot for the November uh... Hearing coming up, so it 's being discussed, and when you talk about the, the the worldwide deficit that we have and you talk about ways to try to reduce that, uh... I understand that marijuana is something that if to be taxed, can help us uh, as as a country to to rebuild uh, ourselves in as a financial powerhouse again. Um, so I understand that, that view and that angle of it. Um, uh, again, it, 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 it's just you open it up to two teams. Why not us? You know, why is the other 32 teams saying why not our state? You know, uh, we, we, and it just makes it tricky to me because if you're saying, that, hey, it's legal in Denver, it's legal in Seattle, that has nothing to do with the NFL. The NFL is a privileged job. We're top 10%, maybe top 5% of the world where we make a lot more money than a lot of people ever dream of in their lifetime. So uh, I think it'll still come down to the rules of Roger Goodell and the NFL and how they choose to move forward. I, I really don't have a take. I mean, because you can't have advantages. I, I was one of those players that sat at home after practice, after a game, in, in, in great pain. And you're giving a lot of pills and you're giving things to take the edge off it. And, and I was not a real pill pill taker, but you had right. to do what you have to do. So uh, it's one of those things that I see the advantage as a player to maybe relax, help recovery and things of that nature. But I think it really puts a black eye uh, in, 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 in the young players in college and in the young kids in Pot Warner and at the high school level about the acceptance of Marijuana and I think that's something that we really have to, 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 to pay attention to. Uh, uh, yeah.
1: uh, Antonio, uh, about 15 seconds before we let you go here, real quickly, Packers did not make uh, a big run as they normally would make in the playoffs as we come to expect the Packers to do. Uh, real quickly, your expectations for Packers football in 2014?
2: Hey. If Aaron Rodgers could have been healthy all year, I think that team may have been in a different situation. However, they did suffer a tremendous amount of injuries, both on the offensive unit and defensive, primarily the defensive unit. I think they rebuild through the draft with only three players on that roster not being drafted by the Packers. I think they continue to add depth through the draft and continue to build that team through the draft. And I think you'll see them next year maybe go a step or two further. But it's getting so tough in the NFC to win games now.
1: There it is, former Philadelphia Eagles and Green Bay Packers stand-up wide receiver Antonio Freeman joined the program. Antonio, great as always, man. Love to have you back on the program, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Nick. You take care, buddy. All right, you too. Um, now, uh, I believe we still have Magruder hanging on the line to see what Magruder has to say and chime in on this, uh, today's topics. Magruder, what do you got? Hey,
2: what's going on, Nick? How you doing today? I'm doing fine. That's good, that's good. Yeah, I want to change gears a little bit. You know, okay, you go ahead, later, switch gears. You, you, you mentioned later in the uh, segment about if, you know, and when Michael Sam is drafted into the league, where we end up being? Right. And I was just sitting here just thinking about it. Um, you know, him and uh, witherspoon they were teammates at Missouri. What better situation than him come to Atlanta and be a part of Atlanta's team?
1: I mean, that, that that's a great situation. I mean, to have someone that you play with that uh, can give you that same support, bring you along under their wing and just kind of, uh, kind of let you know the ropes and how the NFL works as you try to transition from being a college player to an NFL player. I mean, that's a great situation. But the thing is, once again, you know, is that team down there ready to embrace that? Is there enough veterans in that locker room that can now tell the young guys, hey, listen. We're bringing this guy into the fold. I mean, we've watched uh, the, the, the Saints, the Panthers, the Packers, the Bears, and San Francisco, and then the Seattle Seahawks. We have these teams that we have to compete against, so we need to bring a guy in here that can help us. I mean, maybe we could put him okay. at outside linebacker as your pass rusher. So That's sexual orientation really doesn't make a difference. Not to cut you right. off, Nick, but
2: uh, that, that's a relevant question. You know, bring him in where he's comfortable with someone because we already know he has a motor. He only led the SEC in sacks, so it's not like we're questioning his game. We're, right. every, everyone's questioning his sexuality. It has nothing right. to do with what he can do on the field. And I think, hey, that might be a perfect situation to bring him down in Atlanta. It's not like they can't use defensive ends. Yeah, that's exactly, not. Exactly, that is correct. And then the landscape of Atlanta is so much different now than it was back in the day. It's like uh, um, almost have kind of a West Coast vibe. Right. Yeah, yeah. And now we have, like you said, the alternative lifestyle is more accepted here.
1: Well, speaking yeah. of that, let's stay with it down in the <laughs> stop for, for a second. Magruder, I know you're down in the ATL, the co-ATL right now. Those Atlanta Hawks are on a five-game slide. It's a second uh, losing, second largest losing streak in the NBA to that of the Philadelphia 76ers. Wh- how can this team, as a fan, how-, how can this team get to that next level? And Why can't they get players to come to Atlanta to play for them?
2: I don't know if it's the, if it's the distractions or if it's the organization itself. Cause I mean, if you can remember back, you know, a couple of years we were going to with the back and forth with the owners, with the owners for the team, and I mean, fast forward until to now, to now is we got the coach. I can see you can see we got the players, but it's it's something that just doesn't fit. Something is just not right in that puzzle.
1: Well, apparently something definitely isn't right because. The city of Atlanta really hasn't had anything to hang their hat on since the '95 Braves. I mean, yeah, the, Haw- yeah. the Hawks can't get over the hump. The Falcons, every time they look like they're about to take that next step, now they take a step back. And then you look at the college level. You look at my, you know, uh, you know my alma mater, Georgia Tech. For some reason, yeah. they can't get out of their way. And then the only thing you can hope is that 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 team in Athens they're able to get to the SEC championship and possibly compete for. a a, a title but right now I mean when you look at around the country state to state team team by team Atlanta and the city of Atlanta doesn't seem to be that city that can actually get over the hump and have that marquee sports team that everyone wants to talk about nationally
2: but see that's the problem the problem is no star athlete wants to come to Atlanta for some odd reason. I'm not sure they just think it's a party c- uh, city where they're going to get in a lot of trouble or what the situation yeah. be. But to me, Atlanta is, in a, in a sense, in a no-man's land because when you look at the situation now, they're in the fifth spot. You, no matter who you see in the second round, either the Heat or Indiana, you're not going to lose. So basically, when you have a team like Atlanta, you have to build through the draft. And when you're not playing players in the positions that they're they should be, Al Horford, you playing them at the center exactly. to be a power three. You you finally have maybe we're hoping that Danny Ferry can start looking at some of these maybe a young center in the draft of, you know to bring in because you have a young team. Right, you're not going to get any free agents to come here, so you have to build through the draft to get to, to have a decent team. The last time you tried to bring a free agent in, Joe Johnson, what happened?
1: <laughs> Nothing. So so Magruder, I mean we're up against the, the break. Let me ask you a question and def you and I will go into this uh, after we talk to Craig Brockie. Uh give me your NBA basketball Mount Rushmore real quickly. Magruder. Um
2: It it'll have to be in the heat right now.
1: Well, you know, what I wanna say when I say NBA Mount Rushmore, on Mount Rushmore, you got four faces of presidents. You got George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Theodore Roosevelt, okay. and Abraham Lincoln. If you have to look okay. at basketball as a whole, you got about a minute left, uh, who okay. would you put on those four faces?
2: Uh, Kevin Durant, uh, LeBron James. Um, hey, man. Now, Mario, we're talking about since you've been watching basketball. Since I've been watching Man, I can't seem to figure out
1: the other two. Well, I tell you what, you th- think about that, and, and you can you can tweet me at Nick Ferguson underscore twenty five, and you can hit him up at Dave Prater seventy two, and let us know well, who you would put on your NBA basketball Mount My Rushmore. Way. So th- okay. thank you, McGruder. Appreciate the call, man. Always uh, appreciate, appreciate you having me too. The pre- pe- pe- call is coming from the ATL. Uh, D Prater, we'll talk to uh, Craig Brocky, financial investor and wellness author. Uh, we will talk to him after the break. And then you and I break down, you know, NBA basketball or our NBA basketball Mount Rushmore it should be very interesting uh, conversation. I'll, I'll tell you right now before we go to break, uh, you know, first you got Bat, You got bird, you got magic, you got Michael. And then it's a toss up for that for that fourth spot. Do you go LeBron, Kobe, Bill Russell, Witt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Kareem. We, we, we don't know. We'll get into that right after the break. should be an interesting conversation. You listen to Nick Ferguson's secondary perspective on Voice America Sports. <laughs>
4: If you're looking for a show that takes you through the process of becoming a successful college athlete, you'll want to tune in to Get It Done Sports Radio with host Karif Byrd. You'll find out about the how-tos of getting to the next level and the do's and don'ts when preparing for college athletics. It's a complete inside look at what's turning out the next generation of players. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Sports. Are you a Philly sports fan? Maybe you're local to Philly, or you're a transplanted Philly fan. Either way, you want to check out Philly Sports Jabronis. It's a radio show that has nothing to do with Chicago sports. It's not about NYC, and L.A. can't even muster a football team of their own. It's all about Philly sports, and nothing but Philly sports. Most of the time. Join your hosts, Mike Greger and Joe Dara, every Friday at 7 p.m. Philly time, 4 p.m. on the West Coast for the Transplants on the Voice America Sports Channel
0: you're listening to secondary perspective with nick ferguson to get in the lineup for today's show please call one 346 9144 that's 1-888-346-9144 or send an email to nickfergshow at gmail.com now back to the show you're back. Nick Ferguson,
1: Secondary Perspective on Voice America's Sports. I mean, great show today, great guests, a lot of topics. I know Daph uh, is uh, waiting to talk about that uh, NBA Mount Rushmore, and it got a little controversial during the break with Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and Kobe Bryant, who should be on that mountain. But right now we're joined by financial journalist and wellness author, Craig Brockie, the author of Take Control of Your Health. Craig, thanks for being on the program today. Hey, Nick. Love to be here. Thanks. Craig, I mean, we just got a chance to talk to a- a- Antonio Friedman, a guy who played several years in the NFL, and he talked about how he dealt with chronic pain, uh, taking a massive amount uh, of pills, uh, concussions, and we talked about marijuana as well. Now, y- you wrote this book to help people you know, overcome some of the the, the pains and the chronic illnesses uh, that they have. Why did you choose to write this book?
5: Well, Nick, I lost my health when I was 21 years old. I had chronic uh, pain. I had chronic anxiety, and my immune system was absolutely shot. I was sick all the time. And so... I exhausted what conventional medicine had to offer and then started investigating alternative or natural medicine and found that there are so many things that really actually work so well. So I started doing all these things and over, over a decade and over a million dollars of investment of my own money, traveled all over the world and tried all kinds of neat things and wanted to share that information with people because there's so many effective things people can do for their health that they can do for themselves that puts them more over at cause over how they're feeling and overcoming you know, sickness and disease.
1: Well, you know, th- that, that's the biggest misconception in uh, you know, medicine is that there's a lot of individuals that, that have a lot of pains and illnesses that they're dealing with, and they go to the doctor and they listen to the white coats, and it's just like, here, here's a pill to take for this, but now here's another pill to take something to offset the side effects of that pill. And the next thing you know, there's 18 pills that you're taking and you're still dealing with the same chronic Uh, pains so so what have you discovered in your research that would help people not have to undergo that well specific to concussions which is a major issue in professional sports especially the NFL
5: NHL and you you mentioned baseball boxing I'm sure it's a big issue Um, most people don't know about this one treatment that I've done for over a decade now and it actually has a proven track record of improving headaches In 93% of the cases, in improving the symptoms and frequency, and it it lasts. So even after a six-month follow-up, these people are having a 93% improvement in those areas. And hundreds of cases of concussion sufferers have been treated with a 75% success rate in eliminating or reducing the symptoms. And it's all natural. It actually involves uh, adjusting the, the bones of the skull, and taking the pressure from the bones of the skull off the brain so the brain has more room to, to basically operate. And it's absolutely a phenomenal treatment that I want people to know about.
1: So, so if, you, if you've found a way to relieve the stress and symptoms of concussions, why, why is it that other doctors and others in the medical fields have yet, have yet to discover the same thing? Well, this
5: this treatment was developed by a naturopathic doctor. So he's not um, a traditional medical doctor, an MD. He's an ND. And quite frankly, he's been marginalized. Uh, There's quite a bit of suppression in the medical field. If it's not drugs or surgery, um, it typically gets suppressed. And this is one of those examples of something that it's a, a genuine guy who's really helped a lot of people and is helping a lot of people. He's trained other doctors to do this therapy, yet he doesn't have the millions of dollars of marketing budget behind him or a drug company promoting him. So that's really, I think it's just
1: obscurity more than anything. So, so Craig, t- tell the people, like, what, what's your take on uh, medicinal marijuana? Because the past couple of weeks, there's been conversation about, you know, the possibility of using medicinal marijuana to offset the symptoms of concussion. How, how do you feel about that? Well,
5: um, I can't really speak to the physical benefits of marijuana um, in terms of medical benefits physically, but I do know that there's side effects that go along with it in terms of reduced motivation, mental fog, and anxiety, and... I think that people would be better off trying this other technique that I've discovered and experienced personally, had lots of gains and help with. And then, you know, I'd rather go with something that's not going to have side effects, first of all.
1: Well, well Craig, uh, tell the people where they can find out more information about what you're doing. And more importantly, where can they get a copy of your book with all this uh, terrific and fantastic information?
5: Sure. Thanks. Well, my name is Craig Brockie, and I've got a website, craigbrockie.com, C-R-A-I-G, B as in Bravo, R-O-C-K-I-E. And people can go to craigbrockie.com, and they can actually download a free copy of my book. The first copy that I released in 2009 was in paperback, and it sold on Amazon. Um, But this second edition, I really wanted to share it with as many people as possible, so I made it a free download for people to benefit from. So if they just go to craigbrockie.com...
2: They can download the book for free. Craig, great. thank um, you. Go ahead, Dev. I'm sorry, Craig. Quick question Is this something that you think the NFL could uh, possibly try opposed to using the marijuana uh, approach uh, to the concussions and everything else uh, that an NFL player may endure? Well, I talk to, I,
5: I'm, I'm really into hockey
2: and pro hockey and.
5: I've gone to Wayne Gretzky Fantasy Camp a few times and talked to some of the pro players there. And what I understand is a is challenge is that the team has team doctors. and Unless the team doctors give clearance on something it's, and, and medical insurance, there's quite a bit of uh, issues there. So what I think is where it's going to catch on is with the retired players, first of all, who you know, don't have to answer up to the medical insurance or the, medical, uh, the team doctors and just really want to overcome their symptoms. For instance, a guy I used to play hockey with when I was really young was Chris Pronger. He's an all-star defenseman. He just got knocked out of the league in the last year or so with concussions. A guy like that, if he could try this technique, or a a retired player who's still suffering from post-concussion syndrome, experience it
1: and have the gains with it, I'm sure it's going to spread that way. Mm-hmm. Well, Craig, thanks for joining the program. I think as the season progressed, both in hockey and the NFL, we will uh, pay a close eye on how they decide to treat uh, chronic illness from this standpoint and, more importantly, the concussions, and maybe we can have you come back on uh, to discuss that as well. Sounds great. Thanks, Nick. All right, that is Craig Brocky uh, Arthur, wellness author, of Take Control of Your Health. You can follow... Craig on Facebook at Craig Brocky C R I C A excuse me C R A I G B R O C K E Brocky. Follow him on Twitter. Get some good stuff from him. And also, he's mentioned his book was free. Just go go to the website and get a free book. You know, we all love free stuff, right? You know, get free book get a free book and then learn about your body and what you need to be Aware of, especially to ask a certain questions if you choose to go into the doctor's office, but always go get those uh, checkups. Uh, Dev, now before we had Craig on, we were discussing the NBA basketball Mount Rushmore. You had some very interesting statements or comments to make, so I'll go ahead and let the listeners hear what you have to say about uh, your four and basketball's Mount Rushmore. <clears throat>
2: Well, of course, I'm sure a lot of people are going to agree on the Michael Jordan, the Larry Bird, the Magic Johnson, and for me personally, I will put LeBron James. My reason being, if you look at, this say, Kobe's career, hey, man, LeBron has been able to do things that Kobe has not been able to do besides the five championship rings. We've never seen Kobe take another team, or not another team, any Laker team, by himself to an NBA Finals.
1: Yeah, but I think, wait a minute, I think would argue that, that point, because when you look at the fact of saying, okay, well, whether you want to call it the Big Three or the Big Two, they still are, are other players that were around LeBron James that were instrumental in him getting back-to-back titles.
2: Back-to-back titles with the Heat. But what about his career with Cleveland, where he was able to take them, even though they lost to San Antonio? He, by himself, pretty much took Cleveland to the NBA Finals.
1: Yeah, but they they, they didn't win. I mean, Kobe has has five titles. He has five.
2: Five. But what it exemplifies to me, LeBron is able to do it by himself. Kobe has always had help. And coming from the Lakers organization, of course you knew they were going to go out and get dominant players. You couldn't get an NBA star to go to Cleveland to play with LeBron. So he did the right thing and the smart thing by going to somewhere where he can get himself to help in which he did with the Miami Heat. But as far as just flat out getting a team there on his own, I think he exemplified that. I've never seen Kobe... Do that without right. the help of a Shaquille O'Neal or or Paul Gasol, Andrew Bynum, and all those guys. Not to say he was wrong or you know for 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 having that help. I'm just saying I've never ever seen him do it solo in a sense like LeBron's done. And not only that, six eight guard all five positions. We haven't hey. seen that in the league since we what been watching basketball
1: since Magic. <laughs> That's it. So so, I tell you what, I'll give you, you know, my Mount Rushmore. You wish you could put five on there, but you can't. So so, we was able to get five. I put Kobe on there. Well, I tell you what. For one, the first person I'm putting on is Bill Russell. You can forget that. So I'm gonna put Bill Russell on. No magic. No 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 Bird. So Bill Why Russell. Not I, magic no, Bird. Listen, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's my it's my Mount Rushmore. So I'm going Bill Russell, Michael Jordan. Magic Johnson, and Kobe Bryant. Enough said.
2: Are we basing this off the championship rings or just what they're able
1: to do and bring to a team? Well, you got to think, Kobe Bryant is international. Kobe Bryant international. LeBron is as well. Well, I mean, not so much without Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant helped put the NBA in that upper echelon. Michael started it, Kobe finished it, and LeBron is just kind of you know, picking up the crumbs at the back end. That's really, me. you think that? That, that? That's just me. But 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 is it, is it but, because is it because Kobe has five rings and LeBron no. only has two? Well, you got to look at that. But now you look at the international aspect of it as well. But that that's that's my Mount Rushmore. We we can debate that on Twitter, and we'll de- definitely debate that on the next <laughs> show. But. I'll say this. I'd have, I have, I be remiss if I don't mention this. You know, uh, limited by ongoing injuries, and he only played in 17 games, and you're talking about being ranked first in Yankees history and games played, at-bats, hits, and stolen bases. Now we see the captain, Derek Jeter, bowing out in 2014. No Andy Pettit, no Jorge Posada, Bernie Williams, or Mariano Rivera. And guess what? No Robinson can know. So when you look at what the Yankees can possibly have, Yankee fans, it's going to be a drought. Now are we saying that the Red Sox are now going to rise from the ashes like a phoenix? Of we don't know. But, but real quickly, Dave, you got about 30 seconds. What do you think Derek Jeter, the captain, retired?
2: I love Derek Jeter, my most favorite player of all time number one Yankee of all time. I just hope he comes back you this year. Have a great year and end it with the World Series.
1: The well, dare well, you say a very optimistic viewpoint by one <laughs> Derev Prater. I would like to thank Craig Brockie for joining the program, Avin McKinley, Antonio Freeman. Uh, of, of course, I, I, I can't forget Justin on the board. The show would not be what it is without Justin. Uh, my co-host, Dave Prater, for Stepping in as the extra wingman uh, to jump on the show, give his Thank take. Uh, great as, as usual. We didn't get a chance to talk about your Miami Dolphins, but maybe that's a conversation that we should leave for another time. Uh, you yes. listening to Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on Voice American Sports. Don't forget, you can check out the YouTube shows at Nick A. Ferguson, and you can tweet me, at Nick Ferguson underscore 25. Don't forget, our shows are on iTunes if you've missed them. Have a great, safe weekend. If you're in the South and the cold, stay bundled up and drive safely. Have a nice weekend.
0: Thanks again for stopping by. Be sure to catch Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. in the West on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll share some more great stories next week.